Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. Si habla espanol. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the weekly wrap-up show here on NSN. It's week nine. It's your boy Brett Swinney here alongside of me tonight. We got Christian Blevins and KO Kyle Owens. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. Good week. Yeah, doing good. Finally got back up behind the mic last night for a volleyball game. It was fun. Fun to be so a part of. So. I've seen you recently, and it wasn't on the on the screen. I know, I know. No, it was a fun time last night. A, a good, a good volleyball match, and uh, so I enjoyed that. But happy to be here tonight too. We got some good games to talk about. We do, we do. Um, speaking of talking about some games, uh, let's talk about the pickums as we start here. We had two perfect ten weeks, guys. Um, a, a familiar name, uh, Jeremy Hubbard. I don't know if you've heard of that name before. Oh boy. <laughs> 10 of 10, and Coach Tony Riley. Uh, so two coaches with 10 out of 10 this week. That's not bad. That's good. Um, I, I had eight. I had eight, right? I, I had a couple that that um, stumped me a little bit. But overall, not a bad not a bad week. I, I'm only four behind. So on my picks that I made that were posted this morning, I had a couple of uh, – I had a couple of upset picks. So – I, we'll see how I do this week, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, I, I went nine out of ten. So I was one off. I I missed the uh, the Tyler High game. That was the only one I missed. But other than that, I went uh, went without a loss except for that one. So not too bad. We still still got this Jason Shivers guy. He's he's in first place on on us here. He's got seventy two. Jamar Washington right behind him at seventy. Uh, and then I I'm sitting right there in third place at sixty nine. Kyle, you're right you're right below me there. Uh, 68. Uh, some other familiar names we've got on our leaderboard for the pick'em right now. You got uh, you got our man Eddie is at 66, along with uh, Jeremy and uh, the professor is also at 66. He's trying to slowly move up the board himself. Uh, and then our man from the Tyler paper, Brandon Ogden's at 63. Um, so you know, got some got some of our uh, our Nenison familiars there. On that leaderboard, uh, let's see. We got who we got here tonight. We've got uh, Jake with us tonight. Welcome, Jake. I like. Oh, it's even slanted. That's even cool. Oh wow, that's that, that's interesting. Got our Halloween theme tonight. Uh, we got uh, Chris Bates is chanting for hooks already. All right, Chris. Uh, Jonathan's here. What's going on? Welcome, Jonathan, to the show. Uh, all right, Chris. Six and four. Ooh, that's a rough week, Chris. Rough week. There was a tough picking week last week. Um, let's see. Eddie says somebody needs to replace their smoke detector battery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh looks like uh your pops is here this evening. Christian says good evening. Oh Lord. He he's ha- he's having a good week. His Patriots beat the Bills. Uh-oh. Um. Yeah. I, 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 uh. Hey, you know they they had had too many of those, so he can, he can have one every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. He, he he can. Yeah. They've had a pretty rough year. All right. Let's talk about game one here. Um. Longview over McKinney North, thirty six to thirteen. Um. Kind of looking at the stats of this one for Longview, they didn't throw the ball a whole lot. Um. Looks like they threw the ball a total of eight times, only completed three passes for sixty nine yards. Um, you know what that means. A lot of Taylor Tatum. Uh, they had 363 yards on the ground. Um, anybody surprised? But I've, I've thought Longview would handle this one pretty simple. I mean, it, it's this Longview. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not totally surprised. Uh, I, I kind of figured that they were pretty much um, 
in a position to win that game. The only way that they probably wouldn't win it is if they were, I guess, compromised in some kind of way or whatever. But I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not shocked that they didn't throw the ball either. Um, they ran the ball like they were supposed to. Uh, Taylor Tatum does what Taylor Tatum does, proving that he's the best running back in the state. And I, I really, I'm not really shocked about this game. So it was a good win for Longview. I mean, they got a test coming up in two days. Um, they will uh, be at home uh, against Tyler High. So, I mean, we'll see what they do. And, uh, you know, that'll be it with them. I, I'm not surprised at the outcome. The, I guess the only surprise was at the end of the first quarter when McKinney North was up by seven. Um, after that, it was all Longview. Um, I, I, I feel like we say the same thing about Longview every week, how they don't throw the ball a lot um, or very effectively even. But when you have a ground attack like with Taylor Tatum, who had 153 and two tutties, along with Washington, who added 133 yards on the ground and two tutties himself, I mean, when you have a dynamic running game like that and you can go for 363 on the ground, that's that's a powerful weapon. And it's if you can run the ball and play good defense, that'll take you a long way in the playoffs. So Longview, I'm, I'm not surprised by the outcome. Uh, it was the two top teams in this district, we think. So uh, it was a, it was kind of a – I thought it would be maybe a little closer, but glad the Lobos got the victory. Yeah. You look at the on the year too, Kyle. They, you know, eventually – they're going to have to throw the ball at some point. You, you would think someone's going to at some point. Oh, yeah. They're only, they've only completed 40 passes on the year, 40 of 80 for I mean, 953 yards, which isn't terrible, but, I mean, they're throwing the ball. Their, their yardage is less than half. It's about a third of what their total yards is. So, um, Yeah, but, I mean, right, I mean, listen, they, they run, run pretty much with Taylor Tatum most of the time. I mean, they run walk-out formation. They shoot. Sometimes they even put him at quarterback. And, I mean, that's one thing I saw when they played McKinney. Uh, when they played McKinney, I, I saw him at quarterback at some points because their their quarterback he he I don't I don't know what year he's in, um, but he right now they're not they're not worried about throwing the ball. But I I I will agree with you, Brett. I think at some point they are going to have to throw the ball because I mean you look at who's in the playoffs this year. Now, what if they run into Alito again? I mean, they're they're really going to throw the ball. So, um, and I think Mansfield Timberview too. Um, so yeah, they're they're really going to throw the ball in the playoffs. I mean, we we say that, but we see teams like uh, Franklin that run the ball all the time that win state championships. There's plenty of run dominated teams that can win state championships. So I don't think I I think you need to have. I, Tut has the ability to throw the ball. Like he can, he can throw a good ball. When I was at the Lufkin game, he hit a couple of good long passes. So he, ha- I mean, he, yes, he has the ability to do it. What Longview is blessed with is a dominant run game and a great offensive line where they don't have to throw the ball. So I think if they could continue to do that, they may not have to rely on it. You still have to hit a couple of passes to keep the defense honest, of course. But I mean, you can win just running the ball. So I, th- I don't think it's too far fetched. Yeah. CM, what's up? What's happening? We're talking. Uh, uh, we're, talking my... we're, we're talking long in McKinney North. That's what we're talking about. Oh, I had to watch my favorite band March before I had to get online. So, oh, I paused. I, I, paused. I paused it. 
Like, was trying to, I was trying to watch it, but I was just like, the hey. pride of Lindell's getting first. I mean, it's <laughs> like <laughs> always, <laughs> like y'all always get first, right? I mean, we're They're the best fans in the land, so no, I mean, I can first this year. The pride of Lindell, baby. Man, we need to. Hey, we need to bring. Uh, we need to bring intern Claire here to give her. Uh, her hey, on the bands. Shout out! Shout out to Troop. They brought. Uh, they brought home fifth place last night. Yeah. New Diana got first in three A military. Lufkin got back to back state titles in five A, in six A military. Longview, the Big Green Machine came in third. Uh, Sabine and mm. White Oak. White Oak got second. Sabine got third. And I'm missing another team from East Texas that got in. But shout out to the bands, man. Shout out. Yeah, bands. You can't have you can't have a really good high school football game without the band. No, the I, I want to intern Claire. I want to give her and her Troop Tiger band a compliment because last Friday night sure. that what Troop West Russ game, they were rocking. I was I was jamming both bands. West Rusk was too. That that was the other school. West Rusk also the other three A school at the state. But um, both bands were jamming. But Troop was Troop had me a little more had me a little more lit on their side. I must say. There were some stalkers type picks taken as well. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. That's I don't know if that's a good thing to say. Well, <laughs> I was in the middle of the field and there happened to be a picture of me taken from the stands. Unbeknownst <laughs> to me. So you had you had fans all over the place, Cal. That's right. Shout out to uh Donovan, I believe is his name. Yes. Yeah. Donovan. Shout out to Donovan too. He he recognized me, so shout out to him. Uh, we, we talked a little about this game. Uh, Vince and Corey, you want to have anything to throw in there about what you thought about the Longview McKinney North score 36 13? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as big of a blowout as we thought it would be. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think Longview is tough, but I, I still I think they're beatable. So, and um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't know if anybody in the district is going to beat them, but I don't know if they will make it to state either. I feel like, um, I don't know. They, I, I have no idea, really, because by the time district, I mean, by the time playoffs gets here, no telling what will happen, really. But um, but I, I just feel like people like them, uh, well, just the way they look right now this year, they look like somebody could get the best of them. All right. Mr. Tal, do you have anything to add to this one? I get your I see you got your towel ready. No, I have anything to add to it. Okay. All right. Game two, uh Tyler High 23 to 20 over Lufkin. Um this game was back and forth. Uh same kind of thing happens every week to Tyler High, but they didn't get so far behind in this one. Uh, they were able to to come back and win. Um, this was the only game I missed, um, but it, it was a good matchup. I think it could have gone either way, and I and I said that I think if if Tyler High plays well, they have a chance to win. I thought it was an evenly matched game. Uh, I think they're pretty even right now as far as where their programs stand. Uh, guys, what do you guys thought about this one? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. The game changed um, when Caden Granberry hit. Um, uh, Derek McFall for a 70 yard touchdown. Um, I, I mean, I, I just felt like after that, Lufkin's defense just, they just absolutely gave up. I mean, mm. you, you saw um, what happened 
you know, with Tyler's defense. Their their defense made some really, really big plays when they needed to, and they made the important stops. Now, I wasn't shocked about the score. I thought it would have been something like 26 to 20. Um, but I'm not entirely shocked by 23 to 20. So, I mean, it was a good game. Um, we saw what Tyler High can do. Now, the question is, can they do that going into this week's game against Long Beach? Uh, we've already said our big predictions um, early this morning about it. So, I, I don't know how they're going to look. Uh, I said it was going to be close. I said Longview was still going to win, but it would be close. But right now, uh, just showing from that game against Lufkin, they they look they look pretty good defensively. Uh, they just have to stop Taylor Tatum. Um, that that'll probably be my only concern. Uh, they they have had trouble stopping people up the middle all year. So, um, but they they looked impressive. They've made plays when they needed to, and we'll we'll see. How they do this week against Longview? Yeah, this this Lufkin Tyler game was everything we thought it would be, as close as we thought it would be. I mean, these teams both evenly matched, and Tyler got the best of them this past Friday night. I just think Tyler they did it again with the, a balanced attack, 189 yards through the air and 172 on the ground. You love to see a balanced offense. The defense played uh, outstanding. Into it's something we talk about every week with this Tyler team. They they showed that that grit, that never give up mentality where they had to fight back again from behind, but they've been doing that all season. They're kind of used to it by now. So um, just love to see the grit that that Tyler's playing with and it'll it'll get them more wins. Look, Tyler's got six wins this year. I mean, who who thought coming into the year that was going to be the outcome, that you'd be sitting at six wins with a chance at the playoffs this late in the season? I don't think if you ask a lot of Tyler residents that I don't think a lot of people they would have been happy with, you know, three, four wins this season. And here they are sitting at six. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Eddie, uh, you're starting off on a good streak right now with uh, me and Eddie already agreeing this early in the show. That's good. It's a good, uh, good outlook. But yeah, well, Tyler, Tyler's looking good right now. And I'm, I'm I'm ready to see how they look this week. But a big win last week to keep their playoff hopes alive. Okay. I'm definitely going to say this, though. Um Of course, I did pick Tyler to win. Um, and I've said it before numerous times. Tyler's going to beat either Longview or they're going to beat Fortin. Now, probability is they beat Fortin because, you know, Longview is tough. But, you know, then again, you know, I mean, the pressure's on Longview. It's not on Tyler. <laughs> it's on Longview. You you have – listen, we've already seen what – what press can do to people, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, you can have a bad game against a decent football team, and you know, whoop de do, you know what I'm saying? That that goes a perfect season, you know. But you know, Eddie, I don't, I don't look at computers. I don't do all the kind of stuff. I, I, I read, I read the room. I read the room and I check the temperature outside. That's what I do. And the temperature right now, it, it screams upset. Is it probable? Possibly not. But you know what? Anything can happen. At this point in time, if you're long, you you want to play a great game. That's all I'm saying. You want you don't want to go out there and give Tyler any any room to, to win the game. But shout mm-hmm. out to shout out to Tyler, six and two on the year. You know, if they lose the last two games, it's still six and four, still a winning record. But mm-hmm. getting the playoffs, that's what you want to do. You want to get in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they. 
I don't know. Um, I I feel like they haven't a chance. I don't know. It's like every time I get ready to say this, I'm like, it's Longview we're talking about. And I always tell myself to be quiet. But, okay. Um, okay. But I do feel like they have a chance to beat them. I was, I was at the game last year. I, I mentioned that and how I felt like the game – could have easily been the other way in the first half because of the the multiple red zone appearances Tyler High had in the first half that ended up with zero. Um, and like to Kale's point, so Kale, I actually predicted that Tyler High would win seven to eight games this year. Really? Uh, yeah. And my buddy thought I was crazy, and he's been and he went to Tyler High, and so he. He was kind of on me like, "There's no way they're gonna do that," and and I just kept telling him, "I said, I don't, I don't know, man. I think they got a chance to do it. I actually predicted that um, Legacy would win. At first, I think I said six games, and then after I looked at their schedule, I gave them three. And I, I ironically, <laughs> they ended up with three. Uh, so I was really yeah, hyped I, when they I, got that third one. <laughs> listen, I, I said, I said none. Yeah, I, uh, Legacy, it, I said none. But you know, I, I I I'm I'm one that comes in, you know, the way I look at the game is that again, I don't really care, you know, what your record says and I don't really care who you beat before you played me. Um so I I, I even though sometimes it might feel like a pipe dream, I that's that's what I went with and I stuck with it all year. I stuck with it all year. Um I think if they don't get the one over uh Longview, I think Corey's right. I think they might pull it off against Forney. Um, they definitely got the talent to do it. The, the The question is, is how much, how long is it going to take for them to get going? Because right now it's always the third quarter. Third to fourth quarter is when it, it kicks in. But when it kicks in, it's like it don't matter who you're playing, what the score is, all of a sudden they take over. I, I'm, I'm calling it that Cujo spirit. I don't know what else to call it but that because – I, re- I remember when they played the Plano East team and the game was over and they just they just <laughs> came back. You know, they just – I don't even want to say came back. They just took over in the last minutes of a game. And it's, it's like you, every you game You remember they watching played. that game? Yeah. You remember and, and watching that game like on every TV? every game is like that right now with them. They man, it was, I had, we had the old – we had the old console set in the living room, yeah. man. You know, the old console set. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so only thing I could call it is that Cujo spirit, and I just don't know when it's gonna kick in. But I know I've eight games now. I've seen it kick in eight games. Now two of them games it came in a little too late, you know. But I've seen it happen. I think it's gonna happen against Longview too. I just don't know how far Longview is gonna gonna be ahead before it happens. So we'll see. Well, I mean, here here's the thing. If if I'm if I'm Tyler High, I'm I'm literally telling our guys we we have to. If if I'm Coach Rashawn Woods, I'm literally telling our guys, hey, Longview runs up the middle. If if soon as soon as Taylor Tatum sees a hole, he's gone. We we got to stop him from. And I think they prepare for flight. Yeah. I think I, I think that I think they're prepared for him too. Uh, the other thing is Tut, you know, Tut with the play action plays. You know, I had a little, you know, I, I saw him, you know, I saw the highlights earlier how to like they dump it down to the tight end. 
you know, do certain stuff like that. They run some reverses or whatever. You know, but I I think they're prepared for this game. They they have to they have to understand that this, this game. And by the way, I don't know how long. This is the other thing. I don't know how long it's been since Tyler Hart has beaten Longview. It's been a minute. Been a while. It's been a while. But you know, the weird thing was that it, Tyler Hart was dominant, and then it just flipped over. Yeah, it just changed. And when it changed, it never looked back. Just, but it, but it, it felt hard. like it felt like Longview was that. You know, you used to see the, uh, the old Tyler Hart teams, you know, with, with Bryson Smith, at quarterback. And then, you know, that was like in 2015, 2016, you saw Greg Ward back in 2011, 2012. They were always, you know, they were always dominant. And then I don't know what happened. I, I think after that 2018 season, and a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, 2021, well, 2021, they got beat by Mongolia West. So in the first round of the playoffs and they were six and five. That's not, that's not dominant. What they did in 2018 and back, you know, back in the past, you know, that, that was dominant. Uh, But Longview would always be that team to give them that one loss. Longview would always motivate Talaha to be like, okay, we going to beat every single team until the wheels fall off. So that that's, but it's been a minute since they beaten Longview. All right. Game three. Uh Grand Celine uh puts it to Winona 62 to 21. Um I've seen Grand Celine. I, I talked about the uh the power offense that they had. They kind of were back and forth with Art for a while. Um and we we've also talked about Winona. Um, you know, I think Corey's had on numerous occasions. Um, that if they come out and, and, you know, take care of business and, and don't make mistakes and they, they can compete with anybody athletically, but, uh, I don't know how the game shaped out here, but, uh, Grand Celine, uh, put it to them a little bit guys. Um, I'm a little surprised by the score differential just because, you know, I saw what Arp did to Winona versus, and I saw what Arp did to Grand Celine. So Grand Celine must've played a really, really solid game in this one. Um, and Winona just didn't have anything for him. Uh, I'm not entirely – well, yeah, I am shocked because I didn't think that Grant Celine would play that well. Um, I, I didn't think um, – well, I, I did think that they would play that well, but I, I thought that this game was going to be a little closer. Um, but it wasn't. Um, I really didn't get to see much of it. Um, I was trying to catch up on the other games, um, but no, I, I no, I, I, I'm actually very shocked that they were able to play as as well as they did. Um, and I, what is this team? What in third now or fourth? Grant Celine is now uh, in fifth place at two and three. Um, right now, they're kind of behind the eight ball because they've got um, Edgewood in front of them, which Edgewood beat them by one point. They're in fourth at two and two. So, um, still got still a couple of games left. Grantsling just has the one game left. Um, they'll play um, Troop in two weeks. So, uh, oh. good, luck, good luck there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think they're going to be in trouble. They're going to have to pull off an upset in Troop and hopefully hope for Edgewood to to uh, lose out. And I still think even with that, I still think 
they the tiebreaker would go to unless Edgewood's able to win their last two games, which that would mean beating Arp and West Rusk, which good luck with that too. So um it's sitting pretty right now for uh for Edgewood. I think them and Arp are now gonna be playing this week for that third and fourth spot. If Grant Celine can get the upset, then they'll be they'll be in the playoffs. Um in my opinion. If they can get the upset, but Edgewood against you said what ARP and West Rose? Yeah, that's who they have left in their schedule. I don't know about that one. I I I, I don't know about that one. So the uh, the game kind of went how I expected it to. I, I picked Grant Celine to win. I like I said last week when we were picking the games, Winona, I they got the win over Edgewood. That was a huge win. I don't. They they played a great game that night. Forced four turnovers, blocked a couple of field goals, played out of their minds and beat beat Edgewood. Um, so that gave them a chance. They needed to win this game against Grant Celine to keep their playoff hopes alive. And um, I, I think. Winona's one of those teams that if you if you can get them if you can get up on them, they kind of start, you know, little chirping between themselves, between their 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 own team, kind of start self imploding, and uh, that I'm assuming that's kind of what happened Friday night. Sixty two points is a lot by the Grand Saline Indians, but congratulations to them. They got a win. They get a bye week this week, and then get to finish out the year with Troop. And I mean. If you're Coach Drennan, all you could do is is control what's in front of you. So you can't worry about well if Edgewood loses or if blah blah blah. All you could do is try to go out there and beat the Troop Tigers. So I think getting two weeks to to focus in on that, those seniors playing their final game. Who knows? We see crazier things happen every Friday night. So I'm not going to completely count out Grand Saline. Troop should be favored to win the game, but you never know what could happen. So I think it's just important for Grand Saline to finish on a. Uh, a strong note headed into the offseason to get ready for next year. Yeah, I'm 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 a little ticked off. I thought I thought Winona was gonna do something, but like you said before, Kyle, you made a statement, you know, you're talking about them being disciplined. I you know that that team, you know, Winona is too athletic to not not be able to compete. And and sooner or later, sooner or later, hopefully they'll they'll put it together and they'll be able to compete. You know, but I mean you you, this other problem, the inconsistency bothers me. You like you can't win one game, you can't win one week, and you prepare great one week, and then the next week you give up sixty-two points. Like this, stupid. Like, like what? Like, did, listen, logically, it would tell you that, that the other team's not that much better than you. You know, you just you you're just not paying attention. You're not doing the things that you need to do to win the football game. Yeah. You know, something something's wrong there. So. And I, that's that's the bad thing about that. I, but hopefully they'll be able to put something together. I, I'm I'm an advocate of of programs and coaches, and I want to see those teams succeed that that you know that should be able to succeed. Um, but shout out to Grant Celine that, that came in and took care of business. But you know, Corey, like I said, that, that's a that's a bad loss for for Winona. So so Corey, let me throw this at you. So just to show what their media, the kind of the Jekyll and Hyde, if you want to say. So that, that Edgewood game we we're talking about, they win, they beat Edgewood 41 to 28. Okay. And Edgewood beat Grand Saline by one. Okay. Then they go out and they lose to Grand Saline by 41 points. I mean, yeah. so it just shows that, like I said, if they if they play well and they play within themselves and don't beat themselves or 
you know, have penalties or whatever were the cause, then they can. But to me, and like you said, to me, that's one of the hardest things to do in coaching is teaching kids how to win because it's a step-by-step process. You have to break mm-hmm. bad habits. And as you, as you break bad habits, you've got to instill the winning culture and you have to win and you have to preach winning all the time that you have to do. For me, to me, basketball is, is instantaneous, right? You know, the, a lot of times you win like, hey, I'm going to teach winning plays. Like you take charges, you, you know, you cut off the lane, you rebound the bat. Like that's, that's stuff you have to build on football. It's a, it's a week-to-week process. And you only get results on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like you, the pra- you can practice great all week. Mm-hmm. And then boom, on Friday, one thing can screw up everything. It takes you know one saying? bad takes one so, bad play, then it's it snowballs. And then, my right, and then all, all of a sudden, you know, oh, we, we can't do this, we can't do that. It's so it's it's tough. I give I give it to them, it's tough. But eventually, if you can if you can win over a program, if you can have the kids buy in. Same thing we talked about with Tyler. If they can buy in, I think Tyler, I think those kids have bought in. If you can get, if you can win them with the buy-in, the the teaching them how to win is is not as difficult as it seems. Because if they believe in you, they'll believe in the process. I agree with that. I agree. All right, game four, White House over Mount Pleasant, forty-two to fourteen. Um, I think. White House probably heard us saying, well, Mount, is Mount Pleasant number two or are we number two? Uh, I think White House is the second best team in this district. I think they uh, they came out and established that, you know, putting up 42 points and only allowing 14, which, you know, they've been in some shootouts with some teams this year. But mm-hmm. uh, that was not. They they kind of shot at a shootout with themselves. A great defensive performance there. Uh, of course, we talked about the Mount Pleasant offense the game needed to be low scoring for them to have a chance because they really hadn't put up a lot of points. Um, and so you look at their, where they're sitting now. We got the game this week. That we talked about on the Beast from the East show this morning. At White House, Texas High for the district championship looks like. Uh, just kind of looking now what we've got is we've got a, a three-way tie for third with Pine Tree, Marshall, and Mount Pleasant now. So um, this is kind of got everything up in the air. We're going to have some – some games at the end of the season here that are going to be big factors in this. The Longview Pine Tree. Consistent. What's that? Who's the, most, who's cons- the most consistent? I don't know that anybody in this district's been consistent. Corey, I can mean, they, can, could you could could they win two games in a, if they could win two games in a row? This yeah. wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I mean, you got you got uh, Marshall, who's lost in District Two, um, Mount Pleasant, and. Texas High. They've got they still have White House left and Nacogdoches. You've got uh Pine Tree, who has lost to Marshall and uh White House. They still have Texas High. And you got Mount Pleasant, who actually has the advantage technically because their schedule's the easiest. Mount Pleasant has Pine Tree and Hallsville left. So um but that that Pine Tree Pine Tree uh Mount Pleasant game's a big one there. Um, especially for Pontry. If Pontry gets in the playoffs, oh my goodness! Well, I'm 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 gonna hear that. I'm gonna hear that man. for a while. That you, ain't you, that ain't happening. You 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 on the safe side? Then they can't pull together enough um, wins. No, <laughs> not I'm, so here, Listen, I'm Marshall Marshall uh, lost to Pontry, so Pontry beat them. So their tiebreaker 
between those two. So right now, I think Marshall's at as at a disadvantage. Just the way it looks. Country have to play now. They still got to play Texas High, right? They do. Pine Tree has wow. to play Texas High. They Pleasant. also play Mount Pleasant. So Pine Tree, right. if they, they can beat, else, if they can beat Mount Pleasant, they they've you know otherwise we might have a we might have a three way tie with some coin flips and we'll I'm sure we'll have a little bit better idea how that's going to play out. Beat, we all believe, we all agree they can beat Mount Pleasant. Will they beat Mount Pleasant is the question. Yeah. I, I don't I agree. They They're not a bad team. I mean, yes, they can. Absolutely. Any team can beat okay, anybody. So they absolutely here's, can. Here's I just don't theory. think they will. I've got my theory. Got my, a theory for this game, okay? Uh, let's see. They lost week one. They won week two. They lost week three. They won week four. They lost week five. They won week six. So they lose the odd weeks. This is the odd ninth game of the season. Of course, I think they're going to break that whenever they play Texas High. Uh, the last game, but needless to say, they this is what we're talking about: the up and down, the up and down. You can't put a streak together, Corey. You just you just hit on the nail on the head. They've yet to win two games in a row this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, but here's the thing: you know, the the reason why I say I'm probably going to eat that because I, I've been, like I told y'all this morning, I I've been hard on Pine Tree for five six years now. I, I I've I've been pretty much crazy to say that they, crazy to say that they should be in 4A right now. Right right now, Pine Tree should be in 4A and they should be playing Chapel Hill, Kilgore, Lindell every single year instead of, you know, some other team being in that district. Um hey, hey Christian, guess what? If they were in that district, they'd be 2 and 0. They beat Lindell and Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, they probably would be. I'm I mean, just saying they need to sue Everybody's beat Jacksonville, though. Well, you're right, Kyle. You're right. Everybody that's played them, you you can't beat them if you don't play them. But, yeah, basically everyone. Is it possible? Do y'all see Pontry going five and five? I have a question. How did Pontry become the subject of a White House and uh, Mount Pleasant game? (laughs) I mean, we just started. I mean, the district district standings. Because, yeah, because, you know. The moderator went to the district standing. I'm like, you got to win two games. Nobody's going to win two games in a row. Like, the Pontry haven't been able to do it. I just, you know, at that bottom, I've, has, been on, I've been on their coattail this year. I'm like, I, I want them to be successful. They beat yeah, Marshall. Pontry, I'm just, I'm just uh, right. They beat those I mean, two. but they beat I mean, Hallsville 10 to 7. I mean, oh, Hallsville's in that district too? Good God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, they they haven't won a game in district. That's why we haven't really talked about Hallsville. Man, that's that's not that's not like that's not like Hallsville. But you know, I, I don't know. I just it it's I'm frustrated because I've talked all this about I've hyped up Pine Tree because they've they're a good football team. I think they're a 500. Six and four is is, is the peak that I gave them. Right? They're a six and four team. If they if they put it together, they could be six and four. Will they do it? Possibly not. You know, you you you've done enough, but I just I don't know. I mean, I'm my this is definitely going to be an interesting district, though. It's it's got a lot of of uh, kind of uh, things that can happen here in the next couple of weeks. So, interesting to keep up with that one. All right, uh, game five, Mount Vernon with a dominant performance over Commerce, thirty-eight to thirteen. 
man, um, I picked Commerce in this. I mean, uh, Mount Vernon this game over Commerce, uh, just because I thought Commerce the schedule had been kind of, um, I guess easier. Uh, Mount Vernon's played some guys, and Mount Vernon seems to be kind of clicking. They've had they have some younger players, and they it seems like over the last few weeks they've been kind of getting better and better. Um, but they really put it to Commerce. I'm a little shocked by the score that they won by. I thought it'd be a, maybe a couple touchdown game, but shout out to Mount Vernon. Great performance. Listen, I, I, I picked Mount Vernon to win this game, but I, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think they dominate like that. Uh, I thought I, I said the game was going to be low scoring. Uh, I said, I said that if Mount Vernon and commerce was going to be probably 10, 13 to 10, maybe. I know that's I know that's a low score, but I said that was probably going to be a thirteen to ten score. Um, there, Mount Vernon. It, it was a it was a good game. I, I just I just don't think uh, that I would you know that I would have expected that because because I, I I didn't uh, but that they dominated in great fashion and you know that's all I can say about that one. We like parody in high school football, but uh, it seems like in these games that we've seen teams that are on the up and up, like Commerce, um, they had, you know, were undefeated, then they ran into Winsboro. Now they've taken a loss to Mount Vernon. So mm-hmm. I think it's the 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 creams rising to the top at the end of the at the end of the season. I think that's what we're seeing. Teams have had had great years, um, but they're just not to that level just yet to make some real noise and get into the playoffs. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. But in Mount Vernon is, is one of those cream of the crops that, that I'm talking about is there may be a little down this year of, you know, like, uh, like in the chat saying they've moved some people around. So they're a little down this year, not the same Mount Vernon team, no McKenzie McGill in the backfield running the football. It's, it looks different, but they still threw for over 300 yards like in four touchdowns. So that Mount Vernon offense is still the Mount Vernon offense. Um, I've, I just think that that Mount Vernon's still got a very good football team and commerce just isn't there quite yet. Well, commerce is going to have a gay age with Mineola that last week, guys. That could be a for a playoff while. game. Yeah. No. This was one of the ones I had gotten wrong, but <clears throat> I, I really, I didn't know a whole lot about commerce, but I based it off of who they played. And their common opponents is what I looked at. And the way they played uh, Bonham and Winsboro is the reason why I went with Commerce. But obviously, uh, Mount Vernon, um, I don't want to, I guess I can say dominated, <laughs> dominated the entire game uh, to hold the team to what, 14, something like that? 13? 13 points. 13 yeah. points. Yeah, uh, that I consider that domination. So, sorry, my facial expressions. I'm watching the. I have the Mavericks and the Spurs game in the background, and I'm a Mavericks when, fan. So, if you know when, anything about that, you know. It's, when been it's, it's when been Yama. When Yama era. Mm. Yeah, it's just Mavericks. Are, Mavericks are almost like the Dallas Cowboys. They just can't get. After what they, they just <laughs> they just cannot get right. Cowboys uh, is unlucky. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about um those forty niners. No, man, I picked I picked commerce and I was what well, was I off? 
that's another one of those games. Like it's, it's you got to put them together, man. Like if you want to win some games, though, like, you got to do it. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, got to put some wins together. You got to when it's when it's when the game's on the line, and you have to win games that you need to win. You got to do. It. That's what separates. That's what separates championship teams from just teams that just play. And even game. then, like if you, I mean. It should have at least been close. I I don't really know what happened here. Like I don't know. Well, and I, and I think Eddie's point or Eddie Derek's point is is valid because what what I saw early when you see him lose to Sabine, talk about Mount Vernon. That one when I was like scratching my head, like, hmm, what's wrong with Mount Vernon? It's, but it seems right, too much. Sabine- Get, get blasted by Gladewater. Like, what is the deal? Yeah, I know. So then, yeah. and then it just seems like maybe they're coming back. They're getting back in the groove. They've, they've, maybe they, it makes sense. They move some guys around, make some adjustments, um, kind of coming into mid form. And now um, they've got a chance there to get that third or fourth spot in the district. I think Pottsboro yeah, and I, Winsburg. You know what? And I don't want to sound like I'm taking something from Mount Vernon. Uh, they, they came out and did what they had to do, obviously. Yeah. So. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do. And this is like, why, again, I always say, like, this is why we play the game, you know, because on paper, you know, okay, everybody could be a champion. on Anybody could be a champion on paper, you know. So shout out to Mount Vernon. They did what they had to do. They came and showed up. Commerce didn't. It, it is what it is. I'm only saying about Commerce because I picked Commerce. They ain't had nothing to do with what Mount Vernon did. I ain't going to disrespect them like that. I'm just saying I picked commerce. They didn't show Yeah, up. I picked That's commerce initially. Yeah. Yeah. Based off of some common foes. So Yeah. True. All right. Game six. Uh Lindell goes into Palestine, comes out with a win. And the score to me, it wasn't surprising that it was close because I thought it'd be a good game. But fifty seven to forty nine with uh, two teams running the ball the entire I thought this game would be like over in two hours. Maybe thirty-five twenty-eight, but uh, a high-scoring affair. And if Jake, if you were there, uh, may give us some insight on that. But um, it was back and forth the whole game. We kind of had this one that we kind of keep an eye on. Um, you know, Christian and I were keeping an eye on the score, and it was kind of going back and forth. And of course, the Kilgore Athens one's not on the pick'em, but I do want to talk about that for a brief moment too. While we're talking about this game, we had those two games we were watching, and we were just like both of them were back and forth close. And uh, it was a little bit better than the game we were calling uh, as Chapel Hill kind of took it out, took a little bit of frustration out of Henderson. But I was just really surprised that the, the high score, and you guys may disagree, but I just thought that with both teams kind of having that same mentality of take the air out of the ball, that the clock would just run the whole time. Uh, Jake says no defense, period. Well, I guess that explains it. if you just don't play defense, I guess you could get a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really thought – because I've seen both teams play, um, and I thought it would be a pretty evenly matched game. They similar styles, like to pound the ball up front. Maybe Palestine's a little more athletic than Lindale, um, but you never. Coach Cochran's always going to have his team in the game. I, but uh, what do you guys think about this score and, and how it turned out? Well, let's be honest. For you know, for a little bit, Lind- Lindale, like like we all say, Lindale has a has a disciplined team. Um, but 57 to 49 is, I, I, I thought it was at least going to be something like a 28 to 21 ball game. Um, 
but no, it, it wasn't that at all. They, I, I like like we like we both said, um, like we all said, Lindell is is not that athletic. They are not that athletic uh, compared to Palestine or teams like Kilgore or teams like Chapel Hill. But they find a way to beat these teams because they're disappointing. Um, but yeah, no defense at all. A- absolutely no defense. And you look at the game and you're just like, okay, offense, that's great. But defensively, it's just like, you know, we already know Lindell's probably going to make the playoffs. Palestine, we don't know because of what we saw with Athens and Kilgore. Mm-hmm. We, we, don't, we don't know. Um, but n- no defense in this game. However, then we go to Kilgore and Athens. This is the game that I just – me and Brett, we looked at it, and uh, we had Lofters, Jalen Lofters right by us. We looked at this game, and we were just kind of like, how in the world is Athens this good this year? Now, I know somebody from Athens, and the one thing that this person was saying, well, they brought up a lot of freshmen and sophomores off the team. I'm like, well, yeah, but this is Athens that we're talking about. Uh, I think their record last year was two and eight, but this year they're what they're five and three. So I I, I don't the fact that they went head up with Kilgore and with Kilgore everybody thinks almost everybody right now thinks they're the they have the number one defense in the state right now. Not 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 just in the East Texas, but the number one team in the four A Division One. That's what everybody thinks. Um, that's what almost everybody thinks right now. Especially uh Kilgore fans. Um their defense is astounding. But to I mean the score was tied twenty one to twenty one and that that scared me when they almost beat Kilgore. When, when the score is tied 21-21 and you're having an absolute dogfight with Athens, that that's scary to look at. And, and that, you know, the one thing with Athens is they play Chapel Hill this week. I think Vince uh, – sorry, not Vince. I think Corey said it this morning. That's a trap game. That That is that is a trap game. Um, I still think Chapel is going to blow Athens out, but – the way they play Kilgore, eh, we don't know. So, it, it, it this it's gonna be a good game Friday. I, I can't wait to call this. I'm I'm not surprised at the Lindell score. I think that Lindell Palestine game, we all agreed it was gonna be close. Uh, these two teams are are pretty even to each other. I would say so. Um, we we figured it would be close. I, I am kind of surprised at the high score of it, but from talking to a, a couple of people that were at the game, the key in that Chapel Hill game um, for Lindell was they were able to control the clock and have sustained long drives to keep the offense on the field. Well, against Palestine, they were quick scores, quick scores. So that's they got into a shootout with Palestine instead of playing that ball control. A running that, shootout. Yeah, and I mean, it, and there's nothing wrong with They scored more points than, than Palestine yeah. and, and were able to get the victory, made the stop when they needed to. So I think that I think that it's a, a good win for Lindell. It keeps that momentum growing. And we've seen this Lindell defense, that Athens team that just scored 21 on who y'all say is the best defense, Kilgore. Well, Lindell held Athens to seven. So... There's something 
there's something that that Lindell has figured out defensively. It just didn't happen in this game. But that's not to say Lindell's defense is is bad because we've seen Lindell play really good defense. So they just got well, into a shootout. They were scoring too quick. <laughs> so. Here's 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 the thing. I have a question. Is that in is that in is that an indictment on Kilgore, or is that says a lot about Athens? I think I don't think it's an indictment on Kilgore necessarily. I think it's it's a week to week thing. I think Athens was affected by maybe the way Lindell schemed them when they played them, and so weren't able to get that same. Maybe it was a better matchup Athens yeah, had with Kilgore. I was saying matchup sometimes makes a difference. Yeah, matchups all the time make a difference. They they. they Fit matchups are almost fifty percent of every uh, your game plan. If you if you got a better offensive line, I don't care what you scheme, they're gonna get they're gonna they're gonna run the football off. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If your trenches are better than the other trenches, they're gonna dominate the line of scrimmage. That's just that's 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 physics, right? Yeah. You know, you can scheme whatever you want to scheme. You can you can create mm-hmm. uh, an advantage to where listen, we're not gonna let you have the outside, but the inside we give up all day. Yeah. I lie, we're not gonna mention the initials, but. It, here's here's how it goes, right? I ain't mean to cut anybody off, but but here, here's how it goes. Particularly Lindell Palestine, I thought this game was uh, was going to be a trap game for Lindell. Lindell had to win. In my heart of hearts, I was I was thinking Lindell was going to win, but I picked Palestine, right? Because why? Why the heck? Everybody else picked Lindell, but th- this was a game Lindell had to win, and, and they came out and they won the football game, and there was nothing wrong with that. And yeah. I thought they played hard. I thought they played, you know, I thought the game was was indicative to how they play. You know, they had to win the football game. And shout out to Lindell for doing it. They won two in a row. And that's what they've done. You know, I, I don't think Palestine's a bad football team, but I think Lindell was just a little bit better up front. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's all there is to it. The Kilgore-Athens game, hey, Kilgore got caught with the pants down. You know, it may be, maybe that coach of Athens knows how to game plan against Kilgore. I think, but I think your, oh, no. your, your word matchup core, I think it makes a, makes a difference. Um, I did the, mm-hmm. the district show uh, today with Terry, um, you know, for S2S. And we talked about that specifically that Chapel Hills, the matchup with them versus Lindell and Palestine was a little tougher matchup. But we talked about this week. Athens kind of throws the ball around and plays a little speed up, speed up offense. They're not playing the same way, so there's both teams that play a shootout. So his thing is that you know, Chapel Hill matches up better against a team like that than versus somebody like Palestine and Lindale that gave Chapel Hill trouble trying to take the air out of the ball. So I mean, matchups can definitely matter um, when it comes down to these games when they're you know teams that are can one team can beat the other, you know. If your team doesn't show up, mm-hmm. moral of the story: matchups matter. They do. Yes. I don't care how good you are. You get you can get paired up against the wrong team or technically the right team and have a bad night. It, yeah, I, but I, I will answer this question. This uh, who does Lindell have coming up? Uh, Jackson, uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, final game of the season for Lindo. Final game of the season for Lindo. Regular season. And yeah. right yeah, regular season and right now they are still in second, I believe. Uh-huh. Um but the, and right now I, I think they got to wait for what Chapel to beat Kilgore. Mm-hmm. Um to see if they win the district. Uh all I do know is is right now um 
right now, you, you got you, Lindale's a dangerous team right now. They, they are a very dangerous team, despite the despite the high scoring game with no defense against Palestine. They're still a dangerous team right now, um, but they're going to be in wait mode. They're going to they're going to be in a position where they're going to be like, okay, this week eleven is just going to be a okay. We practice, um, you know, maybe get two days of you know hard hitting in, get a walkthrough in. We'll see who we play week one of the playoffs. Um, and then for Chapel Hill and Kilgore, uh, we, we still waiting for that heavyweight matchup next week in Chapel Hill. Um, and this is likely, likely, a, a, probably not, but this is likely a district championship matchup. All right, game, game seven. Carthage, 65, center 20. Uh, man, did... <laughs> I think this says two things. I, I have 72-27. Oh, you do? I have 65-20. Either way. It was 72 to 27. 72 yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, 72 to something. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I just had the wrong score, I guess. Anyway, a lot of points to a little points. And so, um, oh, man. I, I think it says two things, honestly. I think it says that Carthage defense uh can can play can play defense pretty well because you know centers put up a lot of points this year holding them at 20 points um the kind of the game started out we were kind of keeping up with this one and it was back and forth there for a few possessions and then once Carthage opened it up they just took control and and put it to center and it's uh it's shaping up to be uh looks like center is going to probably fall in that third spot after losing to Carthage Van and um, I know we're not in playoff mode yet, but it's looking like a juicy first-round matchup between Center and Gilmer. Ooh, ooh. That's going to be a good game. What did you guys think um, about Well, for one, that game is probably going to be no defense, so it's probably going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but, listen, um, I already knew this was coming. Uh, I just didn't think that Carthage – listen, I said the score would probably be 48 to, like, you know, maybe 31 or something like that, you know, maybe, you know, center, you know, they get, they get a, you know, a couple of licks in on Carthage and then Carthage pulls away. Now these dudes were, when they were up 23 to 13, they didn't let the lead go no more. They absolutely, I saw Jet Surratt take the top off center's defense three times in that game for long touchdowns. So, I mean, you're you're looking at this, and you're saying about center, which I, I forgot who they played. Who do they play next? Bullard. Okay, so yeah, they play. Bullard. Yeah, so they play Bullard. All right, they're gonna win that game. Uh, I think that game is gonna be a little, maybe a little close to the beginning, and then center's probably gonna pull away. Um. But then, I mean, when you look at Carthage, I mean, they are who they are. I, I said at the beginning of the year, before I came, before I joined you guys on the show, I said the only team that could probably beat Carthage was Pleasant Grove. And I stand by that statement. Now, and Glen Rose. you guys think, yeah, and Glen Rose, and Glen Rose. Glen Rose. That's because Glen Rose gave Carthage a fight last year. Uh, and they brought back a lot of people. But, um, 
No, I, I I think that cart now. You guys say that Van is going to be Carthage this week, and and it, it this is likely the district championship matchup. And I I know Van has a good defense. Well, guess what, guys? I'm here to tell you right now. I thought the same thing a couple of years ago uh, when Carthage had a big district matchup. I for, I forgot who they were playing, uh, but they had a big district championship matchup against somebody. Um. This is when they were still in four division one. I. I think it was uh Kilgore. Um but I, I thought the same thing. And Chapel uh, and excuse me, uh Carthage ended up blowing Kilgore out of the water. Um so I, I don't it, it 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 it's not shocking to me about what happened. Uh Jet Surratt has gotten a lot better. Uh, the running backs and KJ Edwards and uh, Kadarius Matlock have been astounding. And I told you those big receivers out there that they have, they're pretty good at their offensive line for some odd reason. I don't know where Scott Sarek gets these offensive linemen from, but they were Carthage's offensive line remains the same. And their defense is pretty good too. So we're going to see what happens in this game. I still think Carthage is going to give Van a whooping and – we are gonna see what happens. The disrespect, Christian. Mm. All right, I'm just so, saying. Can, so, <laughs> so go so, ahead, go ahead. So here we go. Um, yeah, Carthage beat Center seventy points. Uh, not surprised. That's they scored thirty six in one quarter. So um, Carthage is Carthage. But let me just bring this. I I, I know I said it this morning that Van was gonna beat Carthage, and uh, I, I I convinced Vince. And Corey to come to the side with me. But let me give y'all a stat to make y'all feel better, okay, about joining my side in this fight. So if we're going to compare teams, right? So Carthage just played center this past week. So mm-hmm. center, uh, Imanti Cross, the quarterback, passed for 99 yards. They had 99 yards through the air, did center 204 yards rushing. So uh, quick math, let's see, it's about 303 yards of total offense, right? Let's go back to the center van game. Uh Van allowed 108 yards passing, 37 yards rushing. Quick math tells me that's 145 yards of total offense. So, yes, we talk about Carthage's defense, how their defense is so stout. But there's two teams that we can – there's a team that we can compare that they played in back-to-back weeks. We all agree center's got an explosive offense, and they do. They have fantastic athletes all over the field. Van held them to a, under 200 yards of offense without a quarterback. They ran the ball the entire game, ran for over 500 yards. Now, Carthage threw for over 400 yards, did it differently. All I'm saying is, before everybody just wants to count Van out, statistically speaking, Van is playing better defense right now than Carthage. So I'm, that's why I'm picking Van. And that's yeah. okay, Eddie. Not a lot of people do I'm, agree with me, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I mean, fine with picking Van. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I didn't have. I think Van is playing good football. I think Center was playing good football, and then they ran into Van, and now Carthage. Um, I thought Carthage had the tools. I'm sorry, Center had the tools to beat Carthage this year because number one, we all agreed that. You know, if there was ever a time to get Carthage, it would be right now. Maybe if Center had played them week one <laughs> instead of Kilgore, maybe. 
I and and looking at center, watching how they they play offensively, um, and the quick scores, I just thought that what would happen is they would put Carthage on the ropes, and they would be and Carthage would stay there all night trying to catch up. Um, but number one, I did not account for how bad the defense of center really is. Um, I and and I gotta say it that way because, like you said, against Van. They had a backup quarterback, and they ran all night. And they got what they wanted. They got everything they wanted. And they did it running. And then Carthage turns around, and they basically get what they want passing. So you you can't defend the run or the pass is what it's showing right now, or at least in district. They have your number. Um, I still think center is a good team, is and, and I think I still believe somebody could take out Carthage I I just thought that center had enough to do it, and my God, it it just it did not work out in their favor. Well, uh, it okay, wasn't even close. So here's, here's the thing. We, here's the thing with Van. Uh, I know they're good. Oh, uh, sorry, Corey. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, here's the thing with uh, Carthage. I often wonder the whole year, other than the Kilgore game, because uh, I think. Uh, P.J. Wiley did a good job against Braden Manning. Um, who's going to stop Braden Manning, by the way? Because this guy had 195 yards on center. That was the guy who was taking – Jet Surratt was taking the top off the defense by throwing the ball to him. And that's – he's – this dude, and I'm looking at just his, just his bio a little bit of what he is right now. The dude is 6'5", and he's 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And and runs a four or five like he he's he's good. But he, I'm gonna ask you a question: good. Have you seen Van play? I've seen them play. Have they're, you seen them play? Good on de- I, they're, pretty, they're pretty good, good on defense. Yeah, pretty good. But they're not good enough to where they they can. stopped a team that dropped eighty like in week three or four, and then they they dropped seven. They were averaging like sixty something points. They held them to what twenty twenty eight twenty nine. And, and and real quick to real real quick to Eddie's point, that may be over the year. I said they're playing their best defense right now. In district, they're giving up twelve points a game, so half of that that they've been getting up the season. So they're playing their best defense now. I don't care about all season long. That don't matter to yeah. me. I matter. It, what matters right now is district play. And through district, they're giving up twelve and a half points a game. That's a good defense. Uh, I, I, I they're four and over overall. overall. Yeah. To some good. Oh, no, hold on, say it right, KO. Eight one overall, right, KO. To some good. Eight one. Hold on. They ain't playing. Van is eight one right now, right? Part of that being that eight one right now, right? That Van is playing teams in district that are weaker than their pre-district schedule, because I think that's the case. All right, let me wrap this up because we're not going. We're not going to bash on Van right now. I'm not bashing on Van. What I say yesterday? Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying y'all, though. I'm just saying we're traveling out to Vando. Y'all remember that? We're traveling out to Vando this week. That's exactly what we're doing. Right? This is exactly what we're doing this week. Man has had how many weeks? They're going to have how many weeks to prepare for Carthage? Two weeks. How'd that how work many out? points are they giving up in district? 12. Yeah. Exactly. So you think Carthage is going to drop 50 on them? I don't think Probably. so. Carthage is for a dog fight. Probably. In, now, and and you got to remember, too, they district is Brownsboro. We said they were good. Mm-mm. They held them to seven. No, well, they're not good. 
Oh, they not good now. But when they played Van, they were. They was so, they was rolling. Compare it. You got all, it. You got it. No, you got to look. Yeah, don't look at the whole. I'm when, looking when the whole they play. Look, look at Van's whole schedule. But You're we were that Pine Tree, Chapel Hill, Lindale, and Paris are not as are are. Or what I'm saying but I'm just or better than Brownsburg, Canton, Ruskin Center. I'm not saying they better, but but you acting like these people ain't good. We've been calling here, these people a, good all year. We just got through here, talking about problem, Brownsburg. Here's the problem with the Canton's schedule. Here's the, the problem one. with scheduling. Rusk, this, we've, this been, we've I, just been talking about Rusk. This is what I hate about strength of schedule. Right? You compare yeah. Center to Chapel Hill. Teams get better. Teams yeah, get no. better. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't matter who you, you play you in week one. It. You're not the same team in week one that you're going to be in week 10. If you are and you're a coach, you you got problems. Your team is not going to Absolutely. be – you don't want your team to be playing that well in week one. I don't care who you play. Like I just I know strength of schedule. People look at it. That's for the AP polls. That's for sports writers. Got it, coaches. Man, I'm not looking at that. My football team is not the same football team for week one that is going to be in week seven. It better not be. Okay. Here, here. Now, okay. Unless unless you're unless you're pine tree, you don't know what week you're playing in. You could be week one or week week seven. I don't know. I, you know they're I will, not consistent. I, I, I will give you this. They did. They did. You know. In, in, I don't, I don't want to say embarrassed, but they did give it to Lindell. I mean, they beat Lindell, um, but I, I just, I, I just, I just don't think. That, and now Lindell's playing their best football. This is yeah, a problem for everybody else because Lindell's playing well, their that, best football at the end of the year when you need to be. So Coach well, I mean, ain't got nothing to worry about. I know my football team's rolling right now. Whatever we got is working right now, and we're gonna stick with it until we get stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, what you gonna do now? Now, what, now, what's the problem? Now, you got Kilgore. Kilgore ran into a bus saw in Athens. Was their best football? No, it may not have been their best football. But, hey, you know what? It's it a wake-up call. It, it, I mean, that was probably, for Kilgore, that was probably the worst football all year. I mean, that, that was just about it. But I mean, Because they were playing great football all year long. I mean, even exactly. against Carthage. You know, if it had not been, like I said, you know, Carthage, you know, Kilgore had a bad call. You know, where the ref said it was pass interference, the ball was wasn't even catchable. You know, if they if they don't have a bad call, they win that game. So um I I mean I, I just don't see Van is very motivated. I mean they're they're what they're seventy one right now. Yeah. And and it's gonna be a tough game right for Park. Don't don't get me this, confused. Yeah. I'm not saying Van's a bad team. I just don't yeah. think they're no, a good part. I, I think they're just I don't think you're yeah, saying it. So yeah. I just don't I just, think it's gonna just, be a blowout. Just, I'm, it seems I'm like everybody gonna, thinks it's gonna be a blowout. I don't yeah. think it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah, it like, I don't no, think it ain't gonna be no blowout. It ain't gonna be no blowout. And I think I it think Van has done everything they needed to do to get to this point. You know. Mm-hmm. And so to look at it like it might be a blowout, it's just to me, I'm like, nah, I'm I mean, I, you did what I, you had to do. You beat everybody on your schedule. This will because be I, this will be the game that tells me like where Van is at right now because I do think an honesty to goodness nothing against their district schedule they had so far, but their pre district schedule was tougher than what they've played so far. Okay, so let let's see how they let's see how they do against Carthage and that'll kind of be a good measuring stick if they stick within you know a touchdown or two of Carthage okay, but if they don't then I guess we'll know either way. I'll, but, I'll listen. I'll say this game. It'll probably be. In my opinion, it'll probably be forty-one to probably if, if it is close, it'll probably be forty-one to twenty-eight. Um, I'm gonna scroll back up. Aaron Frank been talking cash money noise in chat. 
What, what? I, I wasn't gonna let that. I wasn't gonna let that slide earlier. Anybody picking against Carthage in district is crazy as hell. I must be the craziest person <laughs> on earth because I'm picking van. I'm crazy I'm as hell tonight. We trapping out the van though. We trapping out the van though. And next week, if they lose, if Aaron, if Carthage lose next week, you better be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're trapping out the van though. Oh, hey, speaking of this district, though, the next game is actually still in this district. Game eight was Rusk 28, Buller 21 in a big district matchup there. Um, I had Rusk. Um, that game was back and forth. Rusk scored in the fourth quarter at the end to, to get the win here. Uh, guys, Aaron says he'll be here, so he's, he says he'll be back. My man. My and man. Welcome, welcome to the show, by the way, hooks, are you? Yeah. You're not from Hooks, are you? I mean, if you're from Hooks, I, I don't count that. <laughs> Uh, they got a bad reputation. Let's see, I'm gonna go with Van. That means not gonna lie. Not all that all that. That's not gonna I'll lie. Is what that is. On, okay. Oh, right. you showing your age, bro? I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. Van, sorry, excuse me. Carthage is only gonna lose probably one game this all right, year, and that'll be. Let's move on to the next game. We're we're gonna get this. We're still in the district here. Let's talk Russ Bullard, guys. Uh. I thought Russ could win this, and I think it was kind of like I thought. It was a pretty evenly matched game. Um, I think just Coach Sitton's got a lot of things going on in Russ, doing a, doing a great job down there with this tough district they're in. Um, and they get the gauntlet of the schedule. I mean, they start out the district with the three best teams and have to start with 0-3. Your you're back's against the wall. That's a tough way to, to have to compete. But he's done a good job. this the Last year they were able to, to roll off some wins. And he was able to do it again. Um, guys, what do you think about this game? Well, I think, you know, Rusk, the thing with Rusk is that I I thought that this game was going to be a higher scoring game than what we saw. Um, but they scored at the end. They and, they and then the other thing is I was watching the highlights. Their defense made plays when they needed to. Um, and I think that's been pretty much the whole thing down in rusk they, they they have to make plays on defense uh otherwise they're not going to win any games coach Sidden has done a great great job with that team especially the offense um i thought you know coming into this year with russ i thought they would at least go seven and three at, at, at the very least go seven and three um i think who did they have next um Rusk has Brownsboro this week. Oh boy! Remember we talked. Oh about yeah, we we about, did talk about yeah. that this morning. That's one of our and... picking games. Um, and then they have Canton to, to finish the season. I still think Rusk takes the fourth spot. Rusk, um, yeah, Russ is going. Yeah, Russ is going to take the fourth spot because I, I'm just still, I'm still flabbergasted about what Brownsboro did against Canton. I mean, you 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 don't you don't lose that game. You you do not lose that. I, I know it's every week is going to be a battle whether that's mentally or physically well really both every week is going to be a battle but you don't lose a game like that you you don't lose a game like that's why i'm going rusk in this game unless brownsboro can like find they need to get that out of their head before for friday night because that that was bad you, you cannot lose a game like that rusk will get the four spot 
Um, but like I said, you know, Russ against Bullet, they made plays when they need to. They were down. Uh, I think the last time I had, I really like got in tune with that score. I think it was fourteen to seven Bullet, and Rusk was able to pull out all the stops offensively and defensively, make plays when they needed to on both sides of the ball, and go, get out of there with the win. That's exactly what they did. But um, now Rusk Russ is going to have a four seed. Now, will they get past the second round? I, I don't have an answer for that right now. That would be a Pleasant Grove no. Yeah, no. Kyle, what do you think about this game? I thought it was a good game. I mean, it, I, Rusk has been kind of Jekyll and Hyde this season to me. Um, they, I know they've had the top three teams to start the district with Center Van and Carthage. That's a rough slate. Uh, a close one to Bullard, and Bullard's been – in these close games too. They barely lost to Brownsboro and barely beat Canton. Now they barely lost to Rusk. So Bullard's right there. They're just not, they just can't quite finish these games right now. Um, but you got to give kudos to the Rusk Eagles, man. They are, they're still fighting over there and it it's, it's right in front of them. They can go out and beat Brownsboro this week and then take care of business against Canton. They'll be sitting in the playoffs. So um, congratulations to the Eagles and, uh, excited to see what they could do. And for Bullard, you just got to finish out the season strong and, and build on it. I know you got center and van. You, you know, you can put points up on center teams have proven that. Can they get some stops defensively to keep that game close? We'll just have to see. Yeah. They need an upset. Yeah. Um, um, it didn't, it didn't surprise me with, with Russ going to pull that game out. I can't remember who I picked. I, I know Bullard has been very surprising uh, this year. Um, you know, I think, you know, as, as Bullet grows, they, they may be on to something. The defense is not, has not been terrible this year, but it's more about the Rusk Eagles. Um, that, that, that district schedule was front loaded. Um, center van and Carthage, the two, three of the better teams in the district. And then they've had to play against those teams, you know, right at the beginning. And they aren't as, you know, they weren't as, as good as those teams, obviously. But um, then they knew they probably could compete against Bullard, Brownsboro, and Canton. So they're going to take care of business. It's been like they've been in the playoffs since after that. They started 0-3 in district, Corey. Right. And so – and they did it. They did it last year. They're doing it this year. Sometimes you got to – I don't want to say you got to play the cards, but (laughs) that's what it's like. You you take – you know, you do – you know, you play with the hand you've been dealt, basically. And that's exactly what they're doing. And – you know, shout out to Russ. You know, they beat they barely beat Bullard. That, that makes me nervous. 28-21. That's a barely Uh-oh. win. Uh-oh. But you know, that oh God. There we I, don't, go. I don't like I don't I don't like though. You know, you say I don't like I like convincing uh, wins. I like 35 to 21 or 42 to 20, you know, something like that, you know. But I know Bullard's a decent football team. You cannot lose against Browns. That's all I'm saying. Russ cannot lose against Browns. They All better right. not land it. I'm going to throw y'all well, a little curveball. I'm, I'm going to throw y'all a little curveball. All right, so with Bullard, with Bullard, all right, um, do you guys remember a couple years ago when I – don't, I don't know if y'all were at this game. I, I definitely was because I was a ball boy. Um, do you remember a couple years ago when Bullard I, – I think they were – I think they had like five or six wins – and Chapel Hill was fighting to get into the playoffs. This is when Coach Hooker was there. 
Don't don't and, don't tell me about the walk off field goal, Christian. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so you guys remember when Chapel Hill went into Bullard and Bullard got a big win over over uh, over Chapel Hill and they I think they had gotten into the playoffs. I don't know if they went that far, but this is what it kind of feels like right now. I'm going to go ahead early and just go ahead and say Bullard over center for an upset. Wow. Bullard over, yeah. wow. Vince, Bullard uh, over center? Yeah. Bullard over center. Mm. Vince, what do you think about this Russ-Bullard game? Um, Bullard is a tough opponent, obviously. They played Brownsboro close, and then now they played Russ close. Uh, Russ, like Corey said, Russ did what they had to do. I mean, they—they they, this is what they got to do to get the playoffs. So, um, they gotta they gotta pull off one against Brownsboro next. So, um, I'm man, it's weird because I feel like I want to say these teams. I I can't even really say truly that these teams are gonna beat up on each other because both of them beat Browns. I mean, both of them beat Bullard. Um. We're gonna have some but, weird scenarios next week. I, mean, I got a feeling be, that Brownsboro right. is gonna pull this this next one off. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, the way they game. both played Bullard, it, it's weird, man. Because it's like they, I'm I'm looking at it, and Bullard lost to Brownsboro by six points, and then lost to Russ by seven. Um. <sighs> yeah, I, I just they, feel like they, they, these teams go. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's that don't mean that Bullard is bad. They just like you like you said, Corey, they like a player two away, honestly, from winning those games. But I, I don't think center is gonna lose to uh Brownsboro at all, actually. I think center's gonna probably finish strong. Um but Brownsboro might come in second. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen in that district. It just, I, I, I don't know. Russ might blow them out. I have no idea, really. Um, but shout out to Russ for winning that game. They 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 pulled one out, and they needed to. So they did what they had to do. Um, next one's game nine here. Um, quick stat here. Coming into this matchup, we had uh, Honey Grove and Cooper. Honey Grove had allowed three points. All season, three points in six games. Uh, Cooper puts up thirty-four on them and and goes and takes care of them. And then Cooper on the road does that to Honey Grove. Um, mm-hmm. I had Co- I had uh, Cooper winning this one, guys. I, I I just felt like Cooper was still the better team. They played a tougher schedule. Um, we saw how well they played with Hooks earlier this season. Only lost by seven. Uh, we all have talked about how good Hooks is. Uh, I'm not really surprised. I, I, I'm honestly, I, I thought it might be a little lower scoring just because of the Honey Grove defense effect. I thought it might be maybe, you know, twenty-one-seven or something closer or to a to a lower score. But you know, I'm not surprised that uh, Cooper took care of business and uh, pretty much wraps up that district. There is there now at four and zero, looking for that top spot in District Nine. There, uh, what do you guys think about this uh, 
for? Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't even know what to say about this one. I, I picked Honey Girl to win mm. this one by ten points. Mm. That that that's basically what I'm. I'm. I'm not even. I'm. I'm actually kind of upset because the fact that Cooper did that shows how really good they are. Um. But Honey Grove, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm upset about it because I, I said how, I said how the game was gonna go was, it, it was probably, it was probably gonna be somewhere like fourteen, fourteen, and I said Honey Grove would probably pull away, score a touchdown, get a field goal in the end, and then the game be over. No way, Cooper's coming back. No, Cooper dominates these guys and I, I I you know this it's 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 annoying to hear that to be mm-hmm. honest because I thought that Honey Grove was gonna be able to at least win this game by ten points. And well didn't. the thing is Honey Grove really the schedule they had and they did what they what they could with the schedule they had but the teams they played, I don't think any of them were nowhere near what Cooper is. And Cooper had a few tougher opponents, um, which I picked Cooper in this too. Um, so I went with Cooper for that reason. Because um, I just didn't know what Honey Grove would do Cooper. when they faced with. You saw Cooper last year as well, Vince, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so and I, lo- I loved him. I loved him. And they played. Him. I'm waiting. I was waiting to say something bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got good no. authority. No, funny. I I said that one time. That was a year ago. I know, but it was this. <laughs> I think it was on a couple of shows. He was like, I, I, I got said good that, authority. I said that was a long time ago. It was two or three weeks. Man, it was funny. You, you finally gave but up on your assets inside. Yeah, and then look at Athens now. <laughs> they popped up. Hey, they, you were, you were it, a year early. It took me a while. It took me a while. Uh, it, well, it took them a while. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, man, I I like Cooper, and like I said, I didn't know what Honey Grove was gonna do when when facing a tough opponent. So I I had to go with Cooper in this. I, I it's to go gonna be a tough. Choice. It's a tough little region here. You got Timpson and Beckville and Cooper and Honey Grove and Garrison, and this is a this is a killer district. For this area, Kyle, what do you think about this score? I picked Honeygrove because I was going off the defense. Uh, but like we, like I said earlier, I think the cream's rising to the top, and Cooper is still Cooper, and uh, they did what Cooper does. So I think they'll, they'll pro- when they meet that that Cooper Beckville game is going to be a good one um, in the playoffs. They both got to get there uh, to meet each other, obviously. But I think that'll be a good one, and um, yeah. So Honeygrove, they have had a weaker schedule, so that that I knew that points thing was kind of skewed, but I still thought the game would be actually a little closer and that it would be a little low scoring. So kind of surprised about the score, but not surprised that Cooper won. I just saw where Eddie to- asked. He was saying that I was being quiet. I'm just a little sleepy, Eddie. That's all. I'm just a little <laughs> tired. <laughs> I've been up all morning. So. That was um, yeah, and then I'm I'm looking at stats over here too. I'm tracking all these stats and stuff. So oh, that's why I ain't way, really said a whole lot. <laughs> by the way, shout out 
to the Pride of Lindell marching band for getting another first place in the UIL oh. military oh, marching band. On. Four years in a row, baby. Oh. The Pride of Lindell. Oh, man. Throw yells up, everybody. Throw yells up. L for – no, never mind. We'll be no, nice. for winners because uh, we are four-time that, state champions. Uh, that's Pride that, of Lindell that's marching band. That's and true. we've had, like, had something real. 49 had real consecutive ones in UIL mind. competition. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Shout out, Lindell. Hey, you talked about bands earlier. You talked about bands earlier, and these two had good bands. Uh, our our game ten of this week. West Rusk thirteen, Troop nine. Uh, Kyle, you were at this game. Um, I'm honestly surprised at the low score. I thought this might be a little bit higher scoring game. Uh, tell us what you saw there. Yeah, it was very low scoring. Uh, both defenses played their tails off. Uh, the the very first drive of the game for West Rusk, they were able to get into the end zone. Ty Harper had a rushing touchdown, and that was the only touchdown in the first half. Uh, at the, at ha- right before halftime or, or midway through the second quarter, Troop got a safety on West Rusk, so we had a baseball score of seven to two at halftime of this game. Then Troop came out in the third quarter and was able to put one in the end zone to take a nine to seven lead. The very next drive, West Rusk was able to answer back. And I believe Cole Jackson, who rushed the ball 35 times for 236 yards on uh, Friday night, he ran it into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown, 13-9. to Both defenses, though, were outstanding. Ty Lovelady had an outstanding interception in the back of the end zone. The big story of the game, Trey Davis, the star for Troop, he got kind of banged up a little early on in the game. Uh, it looked like some type of of lower back issue, maybe a back spasm or something. No, I don't want to speculate, but something was going on with him. And he wasn't, he wasn't the Trey Davis that we're used to seeing. He was, he was kind of held in check Friday night, but you can give a lot of credit to the West Rusk defense for that as well. But very good defensive game. I, I enjoyed it. I like seeing a lot of points, but I enjoy these defensive battles as well. It, and there's a difference between a low scoring game that's good and a low scoring game that's bad. These were not bad offenses. These were good defenses playing against each other. So uh, West Rust did their thing. Troops still got everything right in front of them. They're still going to make the playoffs and and they still got a very good team. Get Need to get Trey healthy. And then uh, if that defense plays the way they did Friday night, that's, that could take them a long way. Kyle, can I, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Can they... Can West Rusk, do you think – how far do you think they're going to go first through the playoffs? I don't even know, man. I, I don't even know who they would have – I'd have to see who they <laughs> match up against. They, they're a good team. They're not the same team that, that – I don't think they're as strong offensively as the team that um, they've had in years past. Ooh. But defensively, they may be a little better this season. So, I don't know. I'm Maybe two or three rounds, maybe. I don't think – I don't think West so they're gonna, they're gonna match up first, round. first round they're going to match up against uh, the probably seed. the four seed. It'll be yeah. looks like maybe uh, New Queen Boston, City, New Diana. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, they match up against the, the Hooks District. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So it'll be New yeah. Boston or yeah. Redwater. One of those. So D Field and West Rest wouldn't play in the first round anyway. But yeah, I mean, I think they have a chance. You know, two or three rounds deep, I think would be a successful season. Um, obviously, you want to win a state championship, but I think they would look back on it as, as as a successful year. But they got a good football team, and they got a better defense this year than I think they've had in years past. Okay, so here's the one thing I will say about West Rose. I, I, th- I think that they have the best defense in their district. Um, and in my opinion, I think they do. Um, 
this this game when I looked at it when it was seven to two, I was just kind of like, you know, because I think it was seven to two. I think it was seven to two going into what the um, going into what the fourth. No, it was and, it was a ha- it was it was nine it was thirteen nine going into the fourth I think or nine seven I know that they had scored in the third quarter. Wow! So I, I didn't get to see much of this game because I uh, I was trying to you know look back at the Chapel Hill Henderson game a little bit, but um, I did hear that there was some for just now from you and then from other people. There was some really good defense played in this game, and I, I think that um, this this is just this says something about both teams going forward. I, I think that they have you know two solid defenses, and you know I, I think that um, I thought this game was going to be a little bit more high scoring. I said it was going to be twenty four to twenty one. Westeros walks off with the field goal. That that that's what I thought in this game. Uh, but defense, but both defenses were great, and uh, that's pretty much it about that one. Yeah, this this district's gonna be. I mean, this region's gonna be tough. I mean, you got you got Dangerfield, Harmony, West Russ, Troop, Hooks, uh, I mean, Newton, Newton. I mean, it's just, it's a, a really really tough region. So, I mean, you make it two or three rounds deep, it's, it's a good season uh, for any of these teams. Um, Corey, Vince, you got any thoughts on this game? I mean, I picked West Rusk, so I mean, I I thought, I just thought West Rusk would pull this one out, even though Troop is a tough team. Um, and I I just kind of felt like, I don't know, I could have been wrong, but I I just felt like Troop hadn't really seen any a team like this, you know, uh, for me to pick them. So that's why I went with West Rusk and. I'm glad I was right. <laughs> I mean, I went eight and two, but uh, I, I, I'm glad it was close. Cause if it wasn't close, then people will be questioning truth, you know. So I'm glad it it turned out to be close. And and like Ko, I love defensive games. You know, I love when I see defenses that just hold people. They were flying know? around too. There were some yeah. big hits, flying there to were the ball, fumbles, like interceptions, that. safety. Like it was, it was really good defense. Yeah. I, I picked Troop, and you know I just I was rocking with boy Trey Davis, you know obviously. Um, but I mean West Russ is just another one of those teams, man. They they just know how to win football games. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get a bunch of kids that that's you get a program, you have an established program that's used to winning. You're not gonna you're not gonna take that away from those kids. They know how to win football games. So if they're having a crunch or they have a, it's time to play, they they know what's that. What's been done had the winning is contagious. So, hey, they they showed up. Shout out yeah. to West 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 Raiders. Set All it right. right. Yeah. Um, let's look at the polls now, guys. Those are our games that we that we had. Uh, polls for this week. The we'll start with the six A five A poll. Um, we have a new entrant in the six A five A poll this week. Tyler Legacy makes uh, enters the poll in at number five. Uh, Tyler High at four, White House three, Texas High two, and Longview number one again in this week's poll. Um, what do you guys think about that? I, I think I I like that poll. I like it. 
No complaints for me. I, I had Mount Pleasant still at five. I know they lost, but um, I didn't know who else to put in, really. I, I didn't even consider Legacy, to be I, honest with and, you. And I looked at Legacy because they're looking at, at uh, being in the play, a playoff team. Right, yeah. They, they played a competitive game against a team that was in the pole of Texas High. Um, and, of course, they've played some some bigger schools. And I think for where they are, where they were last year and where they are now, I think that's a deserving mark. They're they're if you make the playoffs, I mean, and and you've you've won some games. I mean, you know, there's not really anybody. I mean, Lufkin lost. You had Mount Pleasant lost. A lot of teams lost mm-hmm. out. Uh, Legacy's been winning, so yeah, I agree with it. I like it. I like it too. All right, four A. We got. At number 10 is Rusk, that coming off a win over Bullard. Uh, nine is Gilmer. At seven, we have a tie with Center and Lindale. At six is Sulphur Springs. Van is five. Chapel Hill, four. Kilgore, three. Pleasant Grove, two. Carthage, one. Thoughts on that one, guys? I, I, I don't know. Lindale should be over Sulphur Springs. They, they they really should. Uh, I I think that they have. I think that they play better football, in my opinion. Just just the, the just the course of the stretch, of, you know, of the you know last part of the season, they play better football. And Lindell was where other number other seven. than yeah, they were number seven. Sulphur Springs was six. I I think that Lindell should be six. I, I know it's I know it's just one. I know it's one only five. one. Yeah. Like yeah, but so I had. I had uh, Lindale below Sulphur Springs, and and my reasoning was that Lindale's lost a lot of games. If if they had hadn't lost as many games as they did, then they probably would have been ahead of them. But you know, have four losses, and Sulphur Springs has only lost one. Three of those losses were the top ten teams, though. Right. I, I, that 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 was my whole. I understand. Thing. I understand, but I think that consistency, Lindale. They're they're moving up. So uh, Sulphur Springs loses another game, they're going to jump them, even though it's just you know still have a couple losses more. But that's just how I'm how I'm doing rankings. If you got four losses, I know it's a tough schedule or whatever, but they still lost four games. They had chances to beat some good teams and have good quality wins as well. Sulphur Springs they don't have as much wiggle room. You know they lose, they may fall down the rankings a lot. They may come to me. Sulphur Springs loses a game, they probably fall off the board. Mm. True. Because okay. I, I don't see I don't I one with Sulphur Springs I, I don't see I see them getting to the third I mean, round. I, I like it, I like where it's at. I think those teams, the top five are pretty solid. I mean, you got Chapel Hill right above Van. They did beat Van. They both have a loss. Um, you've got Kilgore, Pleasant Grove, Carthage. You know, unanimously those top three. Um, you'll see. You know, well Kilgore and Chapel Hill will play here in a few weeks. Uh, Van's going to play Carthage, so we'll have some we'll have some interesting shakeups here over the next couple of weeks. We'll see how those games go, but I think honestly, uh, shout out to Rusk. They've they've kind of weathered the storm. They've got a chance to kind of stay down and stay in the pole for me as long as they keep winning. I don't see anybody else right now. I mean, obviously Brownsboro beats them; they could jump back in. Um, but that bottom spot down there is kind of open. Uh, the top nine for me are. Pretty much in so as Sulphur Springs. If they lose, they could drop out. But other than that, I think it's pretty good. Pretty good. Paul Collins. Oh, wait, you, go ahead. Were go you ahead. about the same? Did you have what did you have in I, there? I had I had the same thing. I just had Lindell and Sulphur flip. Flip. Okay. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I could I could see an argument. Like that. Yeah. That's why we have multiple voters. So you know, well, that's that's the whole point of having a a poll. Your top right. five is solid, and then people want you can argue. I guess you can argue six and seven, uh, but it's still a solid poll. So wait, Kilgore, Kilgore was in that top five, right? Yeah, Kilgore's at three. Oh man, Van was at five. Corey, they're right behind Chapel Hill at five. I was just, I was just saying, those Vans up there. I couldn't. Okay, I I don't PG being over Kilgore. That kind of bothers me. I think that kind of PG, me a bit. PG, I think. Uh, uh, that kind of I think, I think, P- I think P- PG, PG could be, might be the best team for it. PG could yeah. be. PG uh, might be the best team for it. Arguably, they are. Arguably, they are. Just, I mean, just any classification, Division One and Two, PG may be the best team. For it. Oh, see, Eddie is actually agreeing with me on this five and four. See, I don't over seven and one. It's a, it's your each your own. Some people, some people want to vote a little differently. It's that's the way that's the way it is. No complaints. Um, but I think, honestly, I think that poll's pretty good. I, I could see a place where PG and Carthage could flip. I, I could see, because I, I, honestly, I think, in my mind, I think we're going to find that out at some point down the line. But I think if, if Carthage probably, loses Friday, then it'll flip. Well, I, I mean, I mean, that would be a, if either, anybody loses, they're going to drop. I don't know that we have anybody that could take a loss and, and keep their spot. I don't know if anybody that, that solid. It'd have to be, you know, if a, a close, what if, if Chapel Hill beats Kilgore by a game-winning field goal? Maybe Kilgore doesn't drop, maybe but a spot, something like that. Um, but I don't, I don't really see that happening. Let's look at the, uh, let's look at this little school, the three A two A taps poll. This is always interesting. All right, uh, tied at nine is actually a, a nine and ten. So you're tied at nine. Jefferson and Lovelady um, at eight is West Rusk. Uh, seven is Hooks, six Garrison, five Beckville, four Dangerfield, three Winsboro, two Malakoff, one Timpson. Thoughts on that? Check out, guys. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Well, I I had I moved. I kept Troop at ten. I had him at seven last week. I moved him to ten after the loss. After the loss, just because. They I, hung very – truthfully, I, I didn't bring this up when we were talking about the game. Truthfully, just me personally, and I'm not one – and I'll let me preface this by saying refs can never lose you a game. Let me explain. Because you could have done something in that game prior to take it out of the ref's hands. Like it shouldn't have to come down to a call. So I'm just going to preface that by saying that. But there was a missed touchdown that Troop – was not like right before halftime. Ty Lovelady caught a beautiful ball, one-handed, and his he came down inbounds right at the one, and he literally got pushed over the pylon, and they called him down at the one. So probably should have been a touchdown. Anyway, all that to say, being at the game, that's why I left Troop in the top ten, just because of how close the game was. That that was my my reasoning and why I didn't put West Rusk above them. Um, because that's just it's one loss for troop. Um, that was just my reasoning. Again, like you said earlier, Brett, it's just the way I did my poll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the top I, I, I also think had the top ten. I had troop at ten. To me, the top seven is solid. Like, I mean, top six or seven, solid. 
where mm-hmm. I don't have any disagreement. I think it's those bottom three or four teams that you could insert your name here, and I would be okay with it. Yeah, uh, uh, Over- Overton got some votes. Uh, they continue to win. Um, they've been they've been up and coming team, um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I, I said uh, Eddie's question about the Grace Tyler Grace lost this week. Eddie, they took their first loss um, this week, so that's why I'm, I think I had voted for them last week, but they came out of my poll um, after they lost. Grace um, might go to the semifinal. Yeah, well, but they take a loss. This poll, this this is a tough one. It's cutthroat in this poll. You can't – you take a loss and you're – if you, unless you're at the very, very top, it's going to be tough to stay in it just because, like, the troop one. I mean, I almost I almost dropped them out, but I did leave them at seven just because the fact that the game was close and that kind of game – those kind of games could go either way. Um, I did – I did personally move West Rusk up because I thought that was – in my mind, that was a quality win. So I, I moved them up in my poll and I put them at seven because I feel like they beat somebody good and their schedule's been tough. Um, they, they've played a tough schedule. So I didn't see the play before Kyle said that. I had no idea that that even happened. So, um, but that, I think, I just think you go uh, into troop and get a win in a hostile environment with district championship on the line, no matter how it happens, that's, that's a good win. You so can, I, uh, you can see that play on the highlight film that I posted on YouTube. Oh, all right. I'm going to look at it. I watched some of those. Good job. Um, you, all right. All right. So, so where's everybody going to be this week? I will be um, – I'm going to be at Chapel Hill, Athens. Uh, in Athens, it's it's going to be a good game. Kyle? I will be in White House for the – District championship game between the White House Wildcats and the Texas High Tigers. So, uh, should be a good one. I'm looking forward to that game. That game's in White House. Mm-hmm. Come on down, Vince. Come on. I thought y'all were going to Van. Who's going to Van? Who are you going to Van? Well, it's, in, it's in Carthage. So. Oh, it's in Carthage. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Longview's right down the road. I mean, I may, you know, I may, may get some blue on him. In the stand. No, it's it's some you good know. games out there. It's some it's some it's some good game. I'd rather stay away from Longview and, and, and I don't I don't like to, I don't like to dabble in Longview like that. You know, hey, you, <laughs> hey, know, anybody, Tyler, you can't I just, just go don't to like, I, I don't I don't like the the thing with Longview was it it's 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 too much. I I actually went to a Longview game, uh me and one of my cousins, and it, it, it was pretty wild. And it actually had rained a lot, but, I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty wild going over to the Longview side and watching. Well, if you really want to really make a road trip, you can come with me and Rob. We're going to H-Town on Friday night. Listen, we got to go to H-Town in a couple of weeks. So we got going to H-Town. We're going to be calling the uh, Brook Hill game, and they're going to be taking on – um, a school out of Houston is kind of last minute added to their schedule. Um, and so it's going to be an interesting game, uh, game time at 6 PM. So um, my, my thinking is we get the game going and get, get the guard a win and get back on the road. And I'll, maybe I'll tune in and, and check out some games on my phone while Rob drives. We'll be watching while I'm driving. Um, Rob, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that road trip. So, I think. So if y'all aren't doing anything, you know, you're setting up your stuff or hanging out, 6 p.m. game, 
um, will be uh, will be going on the air. And, and look, Brookville's looking to bounce back from that tough one as Vince saw him get uh, took to the woodshed yeah. last week at Dallas Christian. Yeah. Oh. Man, that was a whooping. I mean, I'm sorry, Coach Hubbard. Yeah, he. I, I I talked to Coach after the game just briefly, and I I told him I said, "Man, you got a few weeks to figure that out, because I got a feeling y'all gonna see them again." Because <laughs> I I mean I didn't know. I I told Keith I said the only time I had watched a game where I felt like this was when I watched Chapel Hill play Argyle. Normally I I watch teams and I think, how would I stop this? How would I do that? And I mean, I was just watching what they was doing and I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I was just like, man, I don't know. You 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 gotta almost bite on the run because if you don't, he gonna he gonna torch you. He is going to torch you. And they they got the athletes to pull off what they doing. That's what's so scary. What they doing, if if they didn't have the athletes for it, it wouldn't be so bad. But the athletes they have, man, they make it like the uh, Nettles, I think is his name, the receiver. No. Golly, bro. Purdue, like Purdue this dude, you could lose him on the field because you're following. They keep going motion back and forth, back and forth. And then you just lose him. And then he's wide open. And not only is he open, you try to hit him all night long. He's breaking tackles so, all night long. So Brook Hill wins. You know, they have to get the playoffs. They'll open at home uh, as long as they take care of business in week 11 against McKinney Christian. Um, they'll open at home. Um, game two uh, would be against the Lubbock School, probably. If they win that one, round three, a rematch with D.C., probably in Athens. Mm-hmm. That's what Jeremy said. So um, that could it's be a lot uh, of, a lot of, It's important. A lot of important games and, you know, some some furniture-moving games around here. I like it. I love it. There's a yeah, lot going on. We're going to be talking you next week. But along with these games, Corey, next week's going to be scenario uh, a day. So we're going to have all these it's scenarios. Be, it's, um, it's a big week next week. It's going to be a lot I, I of fun. I, you know what? I, I really can't wait because, you know, we got we – uh, Van Van doesn't play Carthage this week. Do they? they do play them this week? Yeah. 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 They play them this week. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So I got to put it on my calendar. I need Aaron back this week. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, I get Aaron to come back. Yeah, for sure. Because we, yeah, we talk about that. Because he just, he just, you just, you just that positive. Can't nobody be caught. Listen, dog. Listen, dog. Ain't, ain't nobody that perfect. Y'all, y'all, y'all breathing through district. Man, got something for you. <laughs> ain't gonna be as easy as you think it is. Yeah. Y'all, man, you better not let me down. <laughs> y'all been trapping Where's all that game? Is that is that game yeah, in Van or is it in Carthage? Yeah, it's in Carthage. I think it was in Carthage. Okay. I don't know how they many, really ain't gonna win that game. I don't know how many games they won in a row at Carthage, but. Uh, it's probably a lot. At home, that's okay. I, I know all y'all will be back that's on this thing. I just mm-hmm. want everybody that's – because I'll come back. If Van gets blown out, I will come back and eat my I'll be here bl- gladly. Uh, absolutely. But, but but if Van wins like I think they will, I want mm-hmm. everybody to come yeah. back and I want flowers. And I didn't I didn't get a chance to get – You're trapping out the Van, though. I told you hey, what we're doing, Hey, baby. listen. Spence got here's lucky because I didn't get a chance to get a hold of him. I had some <laughs> church duties I had to take care of. I tried to, I tried to I, handle it for but you, But I Vince. watched. Yeah, I, I saw you. I saw you, but I watched. I was sitting there in the church just with, <laughs> with my phone on. <laughs> we, we we trapping out the van, though. That's what's happening. But, yeah, like like was. KO said, like if I, if they lose, I'll be back for my whooping. Christian hey, already told me. He already clowned me about, so about that, center. So that's everybody. Everybody come back next week right here at 8.30 p.m. We'll be back. 
uh, wrapping up week 10 games. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't caught our uh, Beast from the East show, it came out this morning. It's on YouTube and on our, our podcast platform. Go check that out. You can see who all we picked for this upcoming week. So then next week when we're debating, you'll know who we picked and how, how we did. Um, for Christian, Kyle, Corey, and Vince, we'll catch you next week right here on the Weekly Rapper Show. Thanks for watching. Everybody, have a good weekend. Enjoy your football. Peace. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. Si habla espanol. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority. sustained a bone joint work or sports injury problems with mobility or movement suffer with pain contact azalea orthopedics our specialists serve patients across east texas for proven trusted medical care you have a choice demand azalea